Welcome back to Phone Tag. It's an audio experiment brought to you by Science Gallery Melbourne. Here's how it works. Each day we tag one person to contribute a piece to an evolving audio essay. We deliver just the last snippet to the next responder to spark an idea for them to build on. And at the end of the week, we smoosh everything together in a new way and gaze lovingly on where it took us and where we might go next. My name's Tilly Berlin. I'm curator at this wonderfully weird place called Science Gallery Melbourne. We're part of an international network of galleries working at the intersection of arts and sciences. And that's why in this week of Phone Tag, you're going to hear from astrophysicists, radio broadcasters, artists, scientists. We love them all. Zena Cumston is a Barkindji woman and a research fellow at the University of Melbourne. Zena's interested in Koori history, sustainability, ecology and biodiversity. One of her recent projects, The Living Pavilion, was an installation featuring 40,000 Kulin Nation plants. Dear Science, I've been wanting to connect, meet and collaborate with you to work towards solving many of the world's most catastrophic problems. And whilst I see that some of the fault in our lack of commune perhaps rests with both parties, in the interest of moving forward together, I will here make an attempt to outline my gripes, my prejudice. I hope that you will take my criticisms and points as constructive. After all, feedback is a gift. And I feel neither of us can live healthily on this earth if we can't do away with the excess baggage. It's important for you to understand that I don't speak for all Aboriginal people, only myself. You'll have to check in with the rest of us another day. I don't want to get us to get carried away with trivial bickering, like who's contributed the most, whose approach is more holistic and beneficial to all living things, and I certainly don't want to argue with you about who's been here the longest, employing careful observation in every interaction, which is, after all, your fundamental guiding premise. Firstly... Can I just say without wanting to cause a fight that it seems pretty obvious to me and my lot that you really haven't ever been respectful in your interactions? You've mostly cast us as lesser people without civilization, without proper systems of management, without complex knowledge systems. In fact, to be blunt, it's like you actually believe that before you came along we were limping towards inevitable oblivion. The bizarre premise that we could live to be the oldest continuous culture anywhere on earth as merely some type of accident, that our ability to survive and thrive wasn't a result of our complexity. Your insistence on ignoring our ability to continuously innovate to survive ice ages and countless droughts and redistributions and dramatic contractions of resources really does seem, well, I have to say it, unscientific. It's like you make your own rules as you go along and to continuously be hung up on facts and then ignore the ones that don't suit you is juvenile. In the interest of offloading past indiscretions, of moving forward in a healthy way, I do need to talk less about 
the past and more about you in general, what you believe in, the face you put onto the world. You science are the intellectual and practical activity encompassing the systematic study of the structure and behaviour of the physical and natural world through observation and experiment. And we're so glad you have all of this covered. I do want to point out, however, that even nowadays, in the scope of your accumulations, you've really approached the management and proliferation of your realm with a limiting lens. Talking about the past is getting us nowhere. I want to talk about the present. And I can say that right now, almost everything you do that has any relationship to Australia, to country, could rightly be considered to be impoverished. Despite so much evidence, despite our work to systematically study country and every living thing within it, and to successfully pass this information down over many thousands of generations as maps for living, you still don't talk to us. You still don't properly engage with us. You don't listen. And you still don't have a basic understanding of the veracity and wealth of our deep knowledge, ways of seeing and interacting with country. You still come into our communities with all sorts of promises, but you continue to ignore the all-important system of exchange, which should be the foundation of any engagement between us. Reciprocity. Our knowledges can't be separated from us or the communities in which they're held. You can't sprinkle them on top. You can't take only the bits you recognise as being complementary to you. What I'm saying here is that the attitudes that kept you from coming together with us in the past still very much exist now. Fundamentally, it seems you still think of us as lesser. You still choose to ignore the obvious fact that us being here wasn't any accident and that we are a living culture with so much knowledge about this specific place which could benefit everyone, especially now. It seems I can't be as constructive as I would wish to be to bridge our divide. I'm more hurt than I realise, and my capacity to forgive becomes diminished when you keep repeating the crimes. Ultimately, you're a huge and foundational part of all that I hold dearest most especially my role as custodian to country. I so wish we could come together meaningfully. I guess if you could look inside yourself and recognise the limitations of your Eurocentric lens, if you could even just be a bit more embarrassed about eugenics, phrenology, social Darwinism and all that grave robbing and body snatching. Okay, now I'm just being mean. Perhaps I'll leave you with this thought. Science, can you look deep inside yourself? Can you see how the mistakes you've made in the past have not only left out but victimised many peoples? Can you see how these omissions and mistakes continue today? Can you seek forgiveness through active reparation? And if you can, what would that look like? The fierce, clever and eloquent Zena Cumston. Throwing down the gauntlet there for our next responder, Adam Grodek. He's been sent 30 seconds of that astonishing audio to respond to, and we cannot wait to hear what he does with it. Tune in tomorrow to hear where this audio relay goes next. Subscribe to us in your podcast app and share it with your mates for good measure. 
Bone Tag is a production by Science Gallery Melbourne, created on the unceded lands of the Kulin Nation.